Jack Jones finished off last season with his suspension. What have you seen from him since he's come back in this offseason? Uh, you know, still working his way back in there. Um, so, you know, good to see him out there. See how that goes. From June 6th, Patriots coach and emperor Bill Belichick on second-year cornerback Jack Jones and the progress he'd been making in the offseason as the Patriots make their way to training camp 2023 this late July. And, of course, a very highly contested and greatly anticipated 2023 season. Hardly a ringing endorsement indeed and might hardly be a job open for him or a lot of freedom in his future coming up this is Fitzy and Cadlick here with you on WEI Boston Sports Original you can join the program at 617-779-7937 Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald with the latest on Jack Jones joining us in about 10 minutes time Mike so let's say Let's say let's just sort of like play this out in a number of different scenarios. Let's say somehow Jack Jones, obviously, if Jack Jones, by law, is removed from the team because he's lost his freedom and he's tied up in the court of law trying to secure his freedom or plea his way out of this fiasco, uh, that may just, you know, take the Patriots hands off of it. They may not even have to worry about making a decision. Makes the decision easy for Belichick there. Makes the decision very easy in that way. No one has to say like, ah, Belichick, come on, give this kid a chance. Are you kidding? Some of the other things that NFL players have done. I don't want to go down the the long list of horrific things that have been excused uh, societally versus children, men, women, whomever over the years and decades of the NFL. But let's say it does end up in Belichick's hands. Let's say it is a decision that the New England Patriots have to make as to what to do with and or about Jack Jones. How do you think they handle this? What would you, If you're the Patriots, do you look at this kid and say, too much, uh, we can't take the risk, we don't want the liability? Uh, this is the same organization that obviously has had some unfortunate incidents with players right. and handguns in, within the last decade, so what do they do? Well, that's sort of where I look at it, right? That you've already tried that. And again, I don't want to compare him to Aaron Hernandez because everyone I, I've heard that before. And it's, it's a little bit steep because it's two completely different situations. Right. But as far as character concerns and guys like this, you've tried the whole second chance thing before with a guy like Aaron Hernandez, you brought him in with a troubled pass from college and it clearly bit you in the behind pretty good. Um, so again, this, it's not like this is, it's not like this was a one-off for Jack Jones, right? He didn't, this wasn't just out of the blue, like, oh, my God, Jack Jones just, you know, uh, we didn't expect anything like this for him. Like, th- it wasn't necessarily – if you ex- if you told me that a Patriot got caught with handguns on a plane okay. – Yep. All right, who – like so? it would have been Jack right. Jones. Jack really? Jones okay, is number so one. I said that. Yes, okay. I, I would have guessed Jack Jones. He's the, he's the probably the one guy that I can think of off the top of my head that already came in uh, with a troubled past. Again, we talked about it before the break with uh, robbing the – what was it? It wasn't a Popeyes. Panda Express. <laughs> Panda Express, yeah. It was not a Popeyes. Yeah, yeah the Panda Jack. Duh. Okay. Um, again, suspended from USC, kicked out of USC, suspended at Arizona State, suspended here last season. So it, it, it's not like it's not like you don't expect bad things from this guy. And so for them to give him another chance, it might just bite them again. So I don't know how they give him another chance should he uh, potentially get you know exonerated or whatever you want to call it out of this uh out of this thing so yeah i don't i don't see him coming back with the team i just don't yeah i have a feeling you know we have hardly seen the we have released 
Jack Jones tweet from at Patriots official yet. I don't know if we'll be seeing that anytime soon. I doubt it. I think they'll probably, if Bill Belichick were asked to speak about it, and thank goodness this happened after minicamp because Lord knows how he would get hounded about this and the way he would grumpily reply to it as well. He would say it's not a Patriots matter. This is now a league matter. This is now a state of Massachusetts. This is a... FAA, this is a federal matter. Right. He gets the so, easy out when something like this happens. He doesn't have he to does. talk about oh, it. Oh, God, he must be so pissed right now. <laughs> yeah, I know he it. Must just, he must feel both. He must be pissed, as, as I think a lot of us are, and I think he also must feel betrayed. Like, look, I give yeah. you a chance. Right. Last year, I even brought you back on the team after we had a dispute over your rehab and or a disagreement in a meeting or if there was or was not clap back in the face of uh, – Bill Belichick, Matt Patricia, Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo, whomever it may or may not have been, DeMarcus Covington, whatever. Now, he's back on the team. He's got a chance to start. Yep. He has a chance to You talk to about land. clean slate season, Fitzy. Uh, he had a clean slate again. They, they, uh, yes. You played the audio of Belichick, right? And it's like, yeah, it didn't sound like a ringing endorsement. But again, it was still like, okay, that was last year. This is this year. Let's move on. And let's give this guy a chance. He had a great camp. He had a great start to the offseason. It's so it's so frustrating when this kind of stuff happens. And for the tweet about Ja to come out, too, is just, like, so oh, crazy What a me. brutally yeah. ironic piece of social media to surface that. in the face of this incident. I yeah. mean, you're literally telling one of the rising stars of the NBA who has had multiple instances on social media and in public with guns in tow visible now this has cost John Morant 25 games uh side note I actually think Adam Silver who made it sound like he was really gonna drop the NBA yeah, hammer on light. him I feel like it's light I would have gone a full a half season or 50 games like you don't want to be playing around with that you don't want to be messing around with this like we already have too many of them in the culture and I'm sure that's going to get me a bunch of super negative text messages at 3790 through mm-hmm. seven ah here comes liberal hippie fitzy saying I agree be- I'm with carry- you I, I I don't need them. We don't need guns. Just me personally. I'm not not. The let's talk fan about of, it. Yeah, let, <laughs> let's go ahead. And let's talk about it. Let's make sure we get a bunch of red red clappers on the text line of people yelling at us. I personally don't feel the need to walk around with one all the time. I'd rather my athletes don't carry them on airplanes or have them at restaurants, uh, yep. bars, or wherever they may be hanging out. Personally, I don't go to a lot of places and or find myself feeling the need to be armed in public or other spots. That's a different scenario for me as well. I just wonder how sometimes when these guys go to these symposiums and the seminars and they speak to the coaches and it's like, I know where you've been. I understand what you've done and what you may think you may continue to need to bring from your past, the life that you've been leading into your now. But trust me, you don't need to have guns at the stadium. You don't need guns in your locker room. You don't don't need them at the airport. (laughs) You don't need them at the airport. And if anything, if you feel the need to travel with them, do it legally. Right. Pay someone to find out for you. Yep. Check them. Again, I mentioned at the top of the show, I'll bring it up again. The NFL presents you with a number and garden variety of options of people to call if there's trouble. If you've been in an accident, here's yep. who you call. If you're inebriated and you don't want to drive home, the NFL has a number you can call. They will pick you up and make sure that you don't get on the road and, God forbid, get pulled over, get arrested, or have a Henry Ruggs-style tragic exactly. incident. This is something that could have been avoided so easily and never should have come to bear. And now, once again, negative pub for the Patriots just when they didn't need it. 617-779-7937 is the number to the phones we go. Let's hear from you, Pats fans. J.D. is in California. Is this uh, J.D. Martinez? No, it's not J.D. Martinez. <laughs> ah, You're not going to get slugger. annoying text 
questions from me because I agree with you wholeheartedly. I just want to give you some final thoughts about the NBA season as it relates to the Celtics moving forward. It's not so much about what they have on the floor, who they have, as it is about how they play. If you look at the last two seasons of the Celtics, last year they could have won the title. They had a they had a lead going into that third quarter playing at home. They were up 2-1, and the tie turned. It turned because we got out coached. Steve Kerr was the better coach. And I would say to you, if Steve Kerr was coaching the Celtics last year, the Celtics would have hung banner number 18. This year we had Joe Mazzula, and I would also say to you, if if Joe was, if if uh, Spolstra was coaching our team and Joe was coaching their team, we would have been in the finals. So my thinking is this: it's how we play. We play very selfishly and we play stupid compared to the teams that were in the finals. You look at Jokovic. What is the greatest value of him? He understands the game. He just literally understands the game mm-hmm. and knows what to do. Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown are two best players, and then Marcus Smart, they always force things. They always do. They're not looking to make the right play at the right time for the right reason. They don't. That is something on the coach. That's the only person that can change that culture in, in Boston because I've never seen a Celtics team like this ever in my lifetime, and I've been following the Celtics for 30 years now. And my thinking is this. I, I, I'm, really, I'm really disappointed in Brad. That's the man I'm disappointed in. He hired a man and continues to hire a man. You know what they ought to do, Brad? J.D., I'm sorry. J.D., I'm terribly sorry to, to break up your call. I uh, appreciate the sentiment very much. We'll be talking Celtics a little bit later. I, I have a special guest on the Harbor One hotline now, so we can uh, you can call back later in the program. We can talk Celtics, or we'll be on tomorrow from 10 to 2. We'll do some more Celtics then. And I agree with most of your points therein, but we got to stay on topic. Joining us now on the Harbor One hotline, from the Boston Herald, he's been an excellent follow for a long time, friend of the station, uh, craft beer enthusiast as well, but now is not the time to talk double IPAs and 16-ounce pints. <laughs> now is the time to actually get serious and talk about an incident last night with a Patriots player at Logan Airport. He's been putting in the time doing the research. Our friend, the recently married, congratulations, young man, Andrew Callahan, Patriots insider from the Boston Herald. What's up, guy? Afternoon, fellas. Uh, Good to get a call from you as opposed to making a half dozen calls this morning to find out more, to pass on good folks on the listening end of this. But, uh, yeah, it's been quite the last uh, 16 hours here. Yeah, how'd you like like just trying to settle into the weekend coming off of your honeymoon? You come back, it's minicamp, clean slate season, soft reentry, good vibes are rolling everywhere. Belichick cancels the final day of minicamp, Andrew, and you think, all right, this is good. All right, now I can start. Uh, we can make up some more fifty-three man projections. Start thinking about what camp's going to look like. Will or will we won't get DeAndre Hopkins? And now we've all had to quickly immerse ourselves in the federal and state laws of possessing firearms on an airplane. I mean, God, life comes at you quick. It's just incredibly disappointing and serious. And you know, it, I think it's a, a shock initially because you think, how could anyone do this? And yet, some calls that I made to people. Uh, who, who work or are familiar with gun laws on either side, um, you know, of cases like these, it's actually a little more common than we would expect. It doesn't make it any less, let's just call it stupid, from Jack Jones to have not only two guns that are allegedly unlicensed and were loaded at the airport in addition to these large-capacity magazines, which means they were capable of carrying, uh, by definition, in the state of Massachusetts, more than 10 bullets. 
in each of those handguns. It's just remarkably doing? stupid, disappointing. This gets very serious, and it's much bigger than football um, because he has a long road ahead. Yeah, so, I, I, I just two. So these were both. See, I, 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 I shake my head at the idea. He, he's carrying two unlicensed, fully loaded guns with large magazines, uh, with, car- capable of carrying more than ten bullets. I mean. Andrew, the the laundry list of questions begins with, A, obviously, what was he thinking, but B, where was he going that he thought he needed to be strapped up with two guns, carry like loaded up? I, I just And also, where does the judgment come from that they're unlicensed? I mean, you would have to be tuned out, checked out, and oblivious to everything that has gone on societally, politically, and criminally, oh, I don't know, let's say the last 50 years since guns and mass shootings have become a problem in this country, how someone didn't think that there was any reason to check these, to have them licensed, to be uh, permitted to carry, et cetera, and to also not load them on an airplane, I don't know. Yeah, Fitzy, bouncing off that, Andrew, do we know where he was going? Again, I think he's he's from Arizona, um, and I know obviously they just finished their off-season program on Friday afternoon. And they were off for the next, you know, month and a half until they come back for when we're going to be down there for training camp. So is there any insight as to, like, you know, what Jack Jones was doing, where he was going? Was he just headed home? And I guess, I mean, there's no real reason to have them, but any any more insight as to why exactly what, like, what happened here? So according to Boston 25, he was headed to Los Angeles, and he's actually a Long Beach, California native. So you're talking about, you know, an hour or two drive from uh, LAX, depending, of course, on traffic. And I would just caution because, you know, look, Mike and Fitzy, when you guys are at practice with me and we're charting how many completions Mac Jones had or Billy Zappi, and we miss one, or we say Kendrick Bourne caught the pass instead of Trey Nixon, it's not really that big of a deal. But we're in this legal arena now because Jack Jones has brought us here with this judgment. It's very important to mention that these are all allegations brought forth by the state police. You know, these are, he was arrested. That's a fact. He was tarred for certain things, but we do not know for certain that they were in his possession. They were found in a bag as he was going through a security checkpoint at Terminal B. But, you know, that that's where it stops. Everything needs to be um, qualified as allegedly at this point. And this isn't speaking as a defense attorney. It's just moving forward as if, mm-hmm. you know, we still have yet to hear from him, yep. his attorney. No one's appeared in court yet. That should be starting with an arraignment on Monday. Uh, in the East Boston District Court, because, of course, Logan is in East Boston, and then we'll go from there. They're very serious. It looks all very likely and damning, and he's facing charges that will probably go up from district court, meaning up to superior court, because these are felony charges, um, and specifically the large magazine and, you know, the fact that they were allegedly unlicensed. But it's just uh, just a word of caution to all of us, and including myself, as I try to mm-hmm. piece together a story for tomorrow that kind of explains what's next. Exactly. No, those are those are wise words of caution, Andrew, as well. Everything has just been reported. We have read as much as such. Nobody is damning him. No one is locking the the prison cell door and throwing away the key. No one's cutting him from the Patriots and no one is trying to insinuate that these were definitely his and or in his possession. Allegedly. Yeah, you have to be careful with the terminology and phrasing as well, because you don't want to become part of the problem. You just want to help people understand exactly why the problem occurred. This is Andrew Callahan, Patriots insider and reporter extraordinaire from the Boston Herald, joining Fitzy and Cadillac here on 93.7 FM WEI on the via the Harbor One hotline. Um, I mean, had there ever been Andrew, had you ever heard now in any of the calls that you made about this? Had you heard anything about, uh, you know, him ever bringing firearms? Had anyone ever, I'm not going to say going full John Morant, if you will, but 
had there ever been anything about Jack having them at the stadium or people knew like, oh, yeah, he always has them in his car or had been seen having them with friends? Did you ever do you ever hear anything like that from anyone you spoke with? I did not. Uh, zero about Jack and guns. And granted, you know, he's been in Foxborough, what, 14 months now. He gets drafted last year. And if you go back, of course, to that draft, you know, some of the top questions were how much research did Macro do? And I, I believe I asked this or someone on the beat did to him right after he was selected because Jack started at USC, uh, was dismissed for academic reasons. Days later, gets arrested for attempting to break into a Panda Express, more felony charges that were reduced uh, down to a misdemeanor. Uh, and then he goes to junior college, goes to Arizona State, suspended there, of course, comes into England. He's suspended at the end of last season. And so this is a guy, whoever, that, you know, if you were to guess what Patriots player is going to face charges like this, and we can say that he was charged. Those are facts. He was arrested, and these were the reasons for, you know, that's where you just say, according to state police, you know, he's at the top of that list, for better or worse. This is a 25-year-old guy who should know better, uh, doesn't, obviously, and made, you know, a, a huge mistake. Where it goes from here, what the punishment is, there's a lot of gray area there. But, no, as far as, you know, associating Jack Jones with guns at the stadium or at his home, I have no knowledge uh, or, or any whispers about that leading up to the incident. So where do they go from here, I guess, talking foot? We'll try and, you know, gear it to football a little bit here. Should he miss any time? And, it's again, it's looking like if this is the case and these allegations are, in fact, true. I don't know when the last time, the next time we see him on a football field is. So what happens here with the cornerback room? Obviously, Christian Gonzalez is here. Um, do you move Jalen Mills back in? John Jones on the other side now. I know we, look, we saw both of uh, Jack and John Jones opposite Christian Gonzalez this week. So I guess what is it? What kind of uh, effect do you think it has on the room moving forward? So it is exceptionally, exceptionally early to say what's going to happen next right. with Jack Jones a little yeah, more with the arraignment. And I, I don't say that as just to kind of, you know, take the easy way out here. Mm-hmm. But I think the baseline assumption, if you're the Patriots, because you could cut them, first of all, and just not have anything to do with them. You know, you get into money, whether it's owed or not, whether you had reason you're caused to fire them. Right. That's all for another conversation the other day. But I think you have to move forward, whether you're Bill Belichick or you're a fan, that Jack Jones is not going to be a part of this team in 2023. It could be because he's dealing with, um, you know, legal issues, and some of these charges come with mandatory minimum sentences of 18 months, even if they're served concurrently. Obviously, that's still a year and a half. You miss a season. I think the NFL will want to levy its own suspension. There's a chance maybe that as this plays out and the charges are reduced, that you say, hey, we'll welcome him back. But again, this is not his first strike. It's on his second strike, and it is the most serious one yet in the course of 14 months. So if you're the Patriots and you, you work on that assumption of just – we're going to let him go, or we're going to hold him, or we're not going to play him. You have Christian Gonzalez, as you mentioned. You got Jonathan Jones. I think you're starting outside corners. I think Jalen Mills' safety was, you know, maybe a two, three months fantasy that was very enjoyable yeah. for him that he gets to go back home. That's a guy I think you need back at corner because then we're talking about Marcus Jones, who fights well, but he's five foot eight, and that's never going to change, fellas. So that's a guy yeah. who's best suited uh, at slot corner and returning punts and kicks, not outside long term. And I think that's really your options now if you're the Patriots if you don't want to go explore anything via trade or free agency, and we know it's some pickings, aside from one notable wide receiver on the open market. Uh, yeah. It went from a really a really good and promising room to uh, a big, fat question mark really fast here. But, yeah, I mean, the other part about this is we knew, too, going into the season, I think I wrote this, you know, it, he was arguably the best player in the field, Jack Jones was, yep. Monday and Tuesday minicamp. And that's a great mm. sign. He can make a year-two leap if he keeps his head on straight. And this is where we are. This is who he's been. This is not a bug of the Jack Jones experience, this is a feature right. with him, off-the-field issues, not just academic, but legal. And so they took a flyer. Matt Gross said, you know, we did a lot of work. We got very comfortable with Jack. We understood the circumstances, the incidents, blah, 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 blah. It's only gotten more serious since he's been here, and this is where we are. Again, granted, it's very, very early, but it's just it's difficult to see him 
suiting up for the Patriots, especially week one this upcoming season. Yeah, Mark Daniels had tweeted out a little bit earlier. I'm not sure if you read this, Mike, but the official statement from the Patriots, Andrew, was, quote, we have been notified that Jack Jones was arrested at Logan Airport earlier today. That being Friday, editorial note from me. We are in the process of gathering more information and will not be commenting further at this time. So you can imagine there is a lot of uh, frustrated scrambling and gathering of intel and information behind the scenes at Gillette Stadium. It's especially a bitter pill to swallow, like you just mentioned, Andrew, that you, Mike, and others on Media Hill saw that he was one of the best, if not maybe even the best, player on the field. And you're thinking he's about to make the year two leap, which is going to make things easier for the Patriots in a secondary that if all cylinders do fire, uh, could be absolutely dynamite on a defense with versatility, power, and speed galore. And now you could potentially lose a starter just this quickly. It's a damn shame. Uh, we appreciate the information and the perspective. Andrew, uh, lastly, before you go, I got to I gotta just get you on this because we got you here, and obviously it's going to be a big topic here on the show now and throughout the weekend and more. Uh, if you had to place a legal wager in the state of Massachusetts, mobile or in person, on whether or not DeAndre Hopkins plays for the New England Patriots, your wager would be? Uh, Zero dollars, but on no. Oh, come on. I, I, I put... I put <laughs> come on. Zero dollars? Come on. It's been the most... Well, first of all, I'm not betting on anything football-related. If you do, it's going to be FanDuel, the official sponsor of the Pass Interference Podcast, Look at Me, Wiley Vet. There you uh, go. Which fits oh. you as a, an alum, multiple guest appearances. Mike, we'll have to have you on. Yeah, let's but, do it. Look, for, for My me, old airwaves over there. Yeah, close to 50%. Um, but I think what he's shown DeAndre Hopkins has throughout this process is the money is going to matter, if not most, you know, second most to him. And I don't think the Patriots are going to come over the top of every other team that's going to make an offer. So it's the Titans or a sleeper team that loses a receiver early in training camp and he shows up and says, I'll play for you. You know, I, I think it's somewhere between 30 to 40%. I wouldn't be shocked. I think they're in a good position. But we know their history of not paying wide receivers. And as much as he came in for a visit, he left without a contract, and he wants it still on his terms. You can follow him on the Twitter machine at underscore Andrew Callahan. You should definitely subscribe to and listen as often as possible to the Pats Interference podcast as well. And, of course, you can read his musings, thoughts, and so much more in the Boston Herald. Great job, my guy. This has been Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald joining Fitzy and Cadillac on the Harbor One Hotline. Uh I will release more information about our special Patriots fundraiser event at Vitamin C on August 9th later on. Now might not necessarily be the time to talk about the, that sort of mirthful fun, but we appreciate all the info you shared today, big guy. You got it. Let's have a lot more fun when I come on next time. How about okay. that? Yeah, more fun, more fun next time. Plan. Good info this time. Have a, have a great rest of your you weekend. Guys. Happy Father's Day to your dad, and take care of yourself, brother. See you guys. Be well. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald joining Fitzy and Cadillac here on WEEI. Ugh, what an un, what an awful... Not a fun call to have. No, not a fun not call. A fun call I have. mean, no, Andrew is usually... And he puts the great... wet blanket on the DeAndre Hopkins thing. And Come he's on. He's never a wet blanket either. But no, he wet blankets D-Hop. He reminds us uh, how contentious and, and litigious this could be uh, for, for all parties involved. And then just to hear that he was one of the best-looking players, if not the best-looking player on the field for two straight days, and this happens. Uh, we have just an interesting, had... uh, a tw- uh, an interesting tweet come across the uh, the Twitter sphere just now about uh, ten minutes ago from one Kayshawn Butte, Patriots oh. wide receiver. He oh, tweets... hold that for the nope, hold that All for right, the other we'll side because we gotta we gotta pay some bills. That's how we do it. Yeah, fair. It's a big market tease, Mike. I know Noodle it's only one of your first few it Saturdays. <laughs> it's all good, my man. That's what knuckleheads like me are here for.